Howdy, everyone. Welcome back to the new grad experience. I'm Rob. I'm a physiotherapist. I always introduce myself in some self-deprecating manner. So today I will say you probably haven't heard of me because we're pretty small right now, but don't worry, we'll be blowing up soon. Would you like to introduce yourself, co-host Aiden? Hi, guys. My name's Aiden. I'm also a physio. That was great. All right, nice. So today we are planning on talking about, well, we talked about study in the last episode, and we're talking about continuing the learning experience into the workplace this episode. CPD, my friend. CPD, continuing professional development. And we're just going to talk about basic things like resources and what we do on the regular I'm going to talk about my sadness that Physiopedia is now three free articles and then you have to subscribe or something. Have you heard about this? Oh, oh there's a bit of a, an ad block situation going on, is there? It's so, so disheartening. I'm so sad, man. Physiopedia, what a resource. What a resource. But yeah, I mean, um, so Aiden, how, how, what have you been up to CPD-wise? How have you been looking after yourself, studying, continuing your professional development? Well, I think a good place to start on, Rob, is uh, the fact that every every patient that comes through is an opportunity for you to learn as a new grad. Mm. Um, now, people who aren't physios might take that the wrong way, but you know, you're going in with this base level of knowledge, and then with each experience comes this pattern recognition, one after the other. You'll yeah. start to see some common patterns among uh certain conditions and you know what tends to work with what sort of patient and so that is fundamental to your to your learning outside of university now but um i think that on its own can be a bit of a topic um but in, in, i suppose in terms of study you know sitting down and learning something uh there are there are plenty of things you can do I myself love, live and breathe by the physio Bible that is Bruckner and Kahn. Oh, yeah. You, come, you, you have a patient come in, they have anterior hip pain, which, guys, if you're active on Instagram, check oh, me out. God. Here we go. <laughs> um, check me out at Aiden Cox Physio. Doing a good series on anterior hip pain, and that is all stemming from research that's, I suppose... Uh, mostly from Bruckner and Kahn at this point. Um, it, it makes things, it, it just has a good way of explaining how things work in the body, divvying it up by joint. Um, I, I don't think it's particularly helpful for, I haven't found it particularly helpful for the low back or the lumbar spine, but um, outside of that, particularly around the knee and the hip, um, I think it's a really good, valuable resource and it only puts you back 150 dollars or something like that and yeah and i'm going to be using that for the rest of my life and yeah. so um that's probably me my probably my go-to role uh, yeah is yours any different oh i would say i would say most good well just on brooklyn and Khan, most clinics actually have a copy of it like most that i've been to so if, mm. as well i'm sure most people don't want to take them home. So if you really want to study it and take it home, you, I'm sure they, no one would mind. Uh, obviously, it depends on your clinic. Um, I, I don't know. I use a lot of online resources. So I haven't bought Bruckner and Khan myself, but I've, I've read through it, sort of or skim read through it on 
on a placement where I had a bit of downtime. I, every time I had downtime, I would just read, read Bruckner and Kahn because I wanted something theoretical to do. Um, I, as I said, I really like uh, the online resources. So Physiopedia, you might think, oh, it's, it's like the Wikipedia of Physio, but it's actually such a good website for just a, a baseline introduction to any condition that you're unfamiliar with or treating for the first time and you're struggling to come up with treatment ideas or struggling to formulate a, appropriate assessment as well. Um, as I said, I am very upset by the fact that you only have three free articles a month now, which is you really hung up on that, Rob. Oh, I'm so sad. But maybe you can circumvent it by using incognito mode or something. I have no idea. But but uh, it's 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 a really good website, and there's a lot of really good websites. Like Physiopedia isn't the only one. I would say, for a general rule of thumb, avoid websites from other from clinics because mm. they're they're aiming their their audience isn't other physios. Their audience is um, patients. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So avoid those because it's not going to tell you anything. Uh, websites like, if you want really good deep dives into certain conditions, um, some really good webs. One really good website is Pain Science. It's um, mm -hmm. I've been reading a few of their things lately. They do like the, the guy there is the guy who I've been reading. He has he's like was a massage therapist for ten years and then ended up leaving because he didn't believe that it was science-based. And then he started writing about it in a blog, and then his governing body basically said, stop that because we don't want you talking bad about the profession. So he left and he became a, um, well, he describes himself as a translator of scientific research, and he does a really good deep dive on patellofemoral pain, and it's just like, it's just amazing. Like, just have a read of it. Just the information so good. So there's really That's good. That is. Yeah, yeah. It's it's painscience.com. It's really, really good. And um, he has books as well, like ebooks that you can buy. So if you have a professional development allowance with your clinic, mm -hmm. most people would do, I imagine. I'm not too sure, but you can definitely dig into that. Um, yeah, and then obviously there's courses sort of vaguely in the distance that I think most most people want to do but um, don't have access to right now because of lockdown. How about yourself, Aiden? You have, you have any courses planned upcoming? Uh, so I just had a look the other day and in terms of what's available, most of the ones available to new grads are booked out, unfortunately. So mm. your sports level ones, your, your you know, level one of the knee or whatever, your base level understanding of, of certain joints and their pathology uh yeah booked out at the moment or just not there right so obviously there's a lot of uncertainty around lockdown and when things start to open up um and you know as a result we don't have those options at the moment and so in terms of professional development in a hands-on practical way uh i personally had a little bit of that at my clinic Mm. And, uh, you know, that's everything from a sit down and chat. Uh, we do this uh, rip and shred where we go, we pick out a random card or notes for a random patient. Uh, and that belongs to either myself or one of my colleagues. Uh, and we go through it and really analyze the whole uh, patient interaction, uh, everything from the subject subjective to objective 
diagnosis, treatment and plan. Um, so that's one way, but we do go through sort of each joint and make sure there's a good base level understanding. And so we've gone through everything from the back to the neck. Um, and uh, the only thing we really, really dive into is the shoulder, um, being a shoulder clinic. And so, yeah, um, yeah look, we... You get really good at one joint, and that can be at the expense of uh, I suppose spending more time on other joints, uh, and and that's something I suppose you might find in in your clinics. You'll have a certain bias towards a uh, certain joint, and and uh, yeah, I suppose you just have to take your own initiative and and uh, read up on the other things outside of of workouts. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, even like for myself. I have often have time, maybe just a half hour here and there at the end of the day or in between a patient if someone's cancelled where uh, I'll be looking up stuff just because, you know, it's it's beneficial and it's going to enhance my practice and I'm allowed to. They actually suggest that I do it if I have free time to do professional development. I'm sure they'd rather me doing that than on my phone or something. So, um, yeah, definitely use the time, any time that you have off, during the day to try to try to get get yourself ahead as well in terms of in clinic professional development we do weekly uh in service as well so everyone has a go it's sort of on a, on a rotate on a rotating roster everyone has a go at doing an in service so i've done an in service and only one so far and it, it's pretty it's pretty good honestly because you, we have a lot of different specialists from different areas like we have you know people that are interested in running, you know, TMJ, which is always interesting. Um, yeah, pregnancy, so women's health, men's health as well. And, and then we also get people coming in from external companies uh, who sell devices and stuff. So we had the guy who created um, the blood flow restriction cuffs, which, uh, yeah. which inflate th through an app in your phone. So they're wireless um blood flow restriction i think they're called uh oh, i can't remember the name of them now air bands that's what they're called air bands that's right and so we had the guy who created them um call us and just he just answered heaps of questions about them which was really helpful and then we also do weekly we also do um mentoring and we and we take the session similar to what your your clinic does but i would say less terrifying so you have a chance to, instead of instead of one of your patients being picked out and ripped to shreds, um, we have the chance to talk about any patients that we're struggling with with our seniors. And that's always really helpful because they can sometimes put you back onto the right track or um, just, just come up with something that you haven't come up with yet. Yeah, and that's something you should definitely look for uh, in in your clinic when you when you graduate. Uh, that's a topic we'll, we'll again touch on in on another time. Yeah. But it's the importance of PD in that clinic setting is so crucial to to yeah. any sort of young physio. You don't want to be waltzing into a clinic that frankly doesn't really give a shit about you. You're just there to pump out clients. Mm -hmm. um, they should be invested in your development and in their, in terms of their investment, they're looking for an, an, a return or an ROI on, on you being a greater physio down the track. Yeah. And then as a result, bringing in clients and returning clients, that is. So um, I think, yeah, I 
I'm a massive fan on that mentoring front. Mm. Um, I can't, I, I can't count how many times I've just been, uh, just had this manual technique or this uh, clinical approach to a certain condition just, uh, you know, shoved onto me for me to then practice it and have it succeed in, on the very next patient I, I, uh, I treat. So, um, you know, that's, that's the beauty of it. Uh, you know, that's why you should surround yourself with people who are experienced. Uh, and that's something you should also look for in the clinic as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, pretty fortunate to be, to be around a couple of specialists and I'm not taking that for granted at all, yeah. uh, but it sounds like you, you've got a pretty, sorry, yeah, pretty good, um, pretty good setup yourself, Rob. Yeah, and it, yeah, yeah, we do. But it's it's a as we both know it. It's not just your colleagues, is it? It's also the people that you're friends with, and and so mm -hmm. for example, just this this week, I was you know not not so struggling, but I said to myself, I really want to do well with this person's shoulder because this person is someone who is related to someone that works at the clinic. So I want to do a good job with them, and I know my friend Aiden here. He works with a shoulder specialist. So I thought, ah, oh, I better ask my peers, do you have any insights? You know, do you have any, uh, do you have any insights? Can you share anything for me? And, and he shared some, some great resources and, and great tips, which I'm definitely going to be trying out sometime in the near future with this patient. Um, but yeah, I think we, we've had plenty of times where we've just gotten on the horn and just talked for hours about patients and what's been successful and what's not been successful and we've argued like we've argued different approaches we've argued you know mm. is mackenzie's effective is, <laughs> is uh it's not not sorry not just quickly just not not just mackenzie's yeah oh, well, the different approaches the, the patho anatomy anatomical approach versus the non-specific approach in back sure, pain sure let's um, not get into it we're, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna cause base um but yeah i mean i think something which um a supervisor once said to me as well he said which you you're familiar with as well aiden he said it's useful to know all the different approaches and expose yourself to all the different approaches because then you can you you can pick them and apply them to the patient that fits that approach and that's the way that I find it. So if I can expose myself to as much different approaches, even if I don't believe in it, I don't really care because if I find a patient who I think, well, you know, that's, that's a, they really like extension, perhaps McKenzie's would work for them. I don't particularly believe in McKenzie's and I, there's no way in hell I would be like, yes, every patient needs to do arches. Like, yeah. there's, there's no way I would do that. But, but some people come in and they're just like, yippee i love extensions and you're like all right i'm gonna give you extensions man like you just fit that you just fit that bill so yeah you, it's useful to know all these different approaches like maitland's and mulligan's because mm -hmm. you, you have to it's really useful because you can you can try them all and you can you can pick and then in the same thing you get that uh clinical experience and this bucket slowly starts filling up of of pattern recognition and and the patients you've seen and then you can pick mm. which patients uh will, will fit an approach a lot more easier a lot yeah more. absolutely yeah combining those you know three m's i suppose they uh they mentioned in in uni which is maitland mckenzie and mulligans mm. um 
particularly for something like neck pain, it's, you know, you go from using McKenzie's to uh, Mulligan's to yeah. Maitland in one McKenzie, session. Chintuck, Mulligan's, yeah. uh, bloody MWM and a Maitland PA or something. Or exactly, all within PA. one session. It's yeah. like, it's, there's no there's no one approach that mm. is a blanket works for everything. And yeah. um, I think that's where I think ACU do quite well. Uh, we yeah. got taught every single one of those approaches. Uh, perhaps Mackenzie the least of the lot, but nonetheless still touched on. And and I think my colleagues at work would agree with that. They you know they, they think of it like a tool in your toolbox, or you know it's mm. something that you can use and utilize when it's appropriate for you. And so yeah, totally. um, yeah I think I think that's something. That's a quite quite a significant thing to take out of out of I think the first few months out. What do you reckon, Rob? Yeah, it's definitely important to to know uh, just even even if you know the basics of the, the approaches, that's going to help you in some extent. And and then when once you once you find a patient that you think might fit that bill, then you can go and learn more about that approach for the from next a, time from an explanation it. point of view as well, Rob. Now. I think perhaps for the buck, it's not as we probably won't agree as much, but let's say for the cervical spine, you've got, you know, uh, a facet joint dysfunction versus like a, a disc protrusion, right? Mm. And your clinical reasoning and your explanation to the patient in terms of what's happening should align with the method or the, the approach you use. Mm. And so that can oftentimes improve the bind from the patient mm. um, uh, in terms of explaining it to them and you know perhaps we don't agree with that but uh, with with the approach itself and whether there's an actual structural uh, change with with the mobilization with movement or a, a chin tuck on the integrity of the disc let's say uh, yeah. but nonetheless we know it works and if it makes sense to the patient so long as you're not scaring the bat shit out of them um, I think it's probably probably a, a decent start or a foundation at least for new crowds yeah definitely expose yourself to as, as much as you can and if you have people that are specialized in those fields and even if you don't believe in it um i think that there's a lot of hesitancy about certain approaches like particularly people get worried about getting caught up in mckenzie and stuff if you're worried about getting caught up in mckenzie you're not going to get caught up in mckenzie's and if you know someone who is good at mckenzie's go ask them like there's no yeah there's no there's no harm in doing that and if they've obviously found it to be effective and if they might be doing something that you're not so like we have uh at my clinic we have people who are trained specifically in mckenzie and have done all the extra courses mm. and they're mm. a great resource i don't treat the same way as them but i still still would use them as a resource any day of the week yeah and um my my boss is very much a mckenzie therapist when it comes to back the back now he's a shoulder specialist so he sees a 99 out of 100 times the shoulder but if he does see it back he does tend to go down the mckenzie route um you know so it's what works for him it's what works for him yeah. and it's what he finds success with doesn't mean he treats every back like that but um you definitely have have people prefer one approach uh, more than another yeah 100 percent. so I suppose on a, on a final note, do you have any other resources that that you would suggest outside of your classic textbooks and and colleagues and peers, which I think are probably the best and most useful? But any other any other resources? 
I think at this point in time, a little bit further out from your, it, towards the end of your new graduate year, I think something like uh, Physio Network would be Shout appropriate. Out. Shout, Shout out. out. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Um, now, it's not a paid promotion. I'm not getting paid to say this. I do work for them, but I'm not getting paid to say this. It's a oh, this genuine... fake news, bro. That's, that's insider <laughs> trading. Insider trading. Are you trying to bump that's up amazing. their stocks? It's, <laughs> no, it's, it's a genuine testament to their, their purpose and the, the content yeah. that they produce. Like yeah. that, that post I tagged you in today um, with yeah. their masterclasses. Their masterclasses are, are unbelievable like um i actually did that in in the clinic today i did the, the what you tagged me and i yeah. uh, the postural change with with neck pain this guy was like this and he was like crouched down trying to look over and i was like just just roll your pelvis forwards and he was like oh i can look behind my head and i was like bruh <laughs> yeah it's it's that instant change in their range of motion and pain which yeah. also helps with immensely with buying as well as uh, particularly with private practice you need to be able to show that you can change their pain. And um, that is one way, you know, you think oh, anterior pelvic tilt or more lumbar lordosis leads to better cervical neck uh, uh, or neck rotation. But there obviously is some sort of relationship there and you, you justify that by, by those sort of repositioning assessments. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, so physio network on that front, even like a, a, a one minute snippet on Instagram, was enough for you to utilize their technique and find a, a new way to treat a yeah. patient. How awesome um, is that? How good is that? Yeah, it, it, well, it's like a minute out of your day and suddenly someone's life is much more comfortable and they know they're heading in the right direction in terms of their pain. Um, yeah. And uh, I suppose on a similar note, they have research reviews um, of these studies that come out, relatively new studies. And um, I mean, I, I go through and edit them for physio network and so you know and, they're good <laughs> yeah oh you know if they read well that's me um and if they read poorly that's also me so <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, there's there's a lot of information through those research reviews that are small bite size uh bits of content that you can digest on your way to work and um i'm starting to sound like an advert here but i think you know i wouldn't I wouldn't be promoting it. I wouldn't be working for them if I didn't really believe it. And so um, there's, I think, I think it's appropriate once you've found your feet a little bit. I definitely, definitely shied away from using Physio Network, uh, especially early on, uh, besides the masterclasses. But even still, I think in hindsight, I would have used all my time in a different manner to get at least a base level understanding of everything first before adding the the you know the layers of the cake on top of that in in you know a physio network masterclass or the research reviews on relatively specific topics there so yeah, it can get pretty niche at times hey yeah exactly and that's why i don't think it's necessarily appropriate at least in the first six months but look if your workplace is giving it to you and they're encouraging you to read it and you know if you're going to do an in-service on a particular topic that uh the physio, uh, physio network has a review on then by all means and and, uh, <laughs> yeah exactly and and i think um yeah it, it, so long as if if i were to sort of sum all that up rob mm. i would probably say 
start getting your base level understanding of everything uh, through methods, right? So you've got McKenzie, Maitland, Mulligans for the back or the spine rather, and just start there. Yes, it might not be the be all end all in terms of, you know, how you treat, but it just adds layers and layers. It's just more of that, um, I suppose, get some ideas through your head to what may work or what has worked in the past and something that you can count on. And then with throughout your clinical experience, you'll find that, okay, in this situation, this works in this situation, this works. Yeah. And, um, and then from then you can start to build into things like Bruckner and Kahn, um, you know, for all your peripheral limbs, particularly, uh, and, and, uh, they do a really good job of really making that anatomy, understandable and especially if you do i found found with the hip if you do an in-service on a particular condition you find a lot of information on that but it's it's not overboard in terms of what it gives you and, and it's all practical yeah. um and then and then finally um then you can start to trickle in all your yeah I suppose more niche niche topics super, in super in, niche uh, in uh, techniques. <laughs> yeah i think um yeah we, we do a pretty good job of um not having too much of that safe clicking technique going on That's that doesn't probably... mean anything to anyone but yeah i'm i'm, I'm only, I'm only <laughs> but yeah sort of yeah the the more yeah. the more niche stuff that would really work in in a smaller portion of a population yeah and and that would i think i suppose in that circumstance if you have trouble with one patient and they have a bit of a niche condition that you know and it's diagnosed but you're just having trouble managing um in that case then you can quickly look something up on on physio network or or the internet and uh, yeah. see if they've got something on that topic yeah i think uh that's definitely a useful resource and i also think that that's probably a good place to end this podcast what do you reckon yeah, I agree, mate. Um, there's nothing like a three-minute advert for the Physio Network to finish <laughs> things off. Um, I'll just take my check now, Tim. Thanks, mate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I suppose we'll, we'll outro it there. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for um, today's sponsor, Physio Network. No, I'm only joking. Uh, <laughs> Soon. Yeah. Soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found it useful, especially anyone in as a new grad or as a student and if you have any insights yourselves feel free to shoot us a dm on instagram and we're happy to have a listen so thanks for listening and catch you in the next one so yeah bye